the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number three of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. I am your host again, Jessica, and I'm joined today by Craig. Hello, how is everyone doing today? Thank you to all those that have listened to our first two episodes. We appreciate your support and hope that you have enjoyed listening. Please do make sure you subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen to on so you can download the very latest episode when it's released. And just a note on that, new episodes will be released on a Thursday, generally in the afternoon, but we will tweet out when they are live. And if you also wouldn't mind leaving a rating and review, we would really appreciate it. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at the latest gaming news, what we've been playing, we're going to look at some gaming reviews, and I also have some bargain buys to share with you as well. So, we are now over halfway through January, we have survived Blue Monday, we are still in lockdown, we are still homeschooling, but we're still having fun. Pretty much, yeah. Just seems almost like groundhog day sometimes but i think it's a good for us certainly it's a good groundhog day um i've had a good start to the year i think i've quite enjoyed myself to an extent um the in scotland they announced that schools won't be going back till at least mid-february today so there there's that (laughs) never been more glad to be working through (laughs) this definitely definitely glad to be able to get up and sort of escape a little bit in the morning i mean i love my kids but you know Sometimes you need your sanity. I do think certainly I'm off I'm off work at the moment, so I feel like my days are just a bit more chilled, they're a bit more relaxed, I'm not having to go at, you know, hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um it's a bit slower paced. Yeah, definitely. Um Yeah, I mean I've, I suppose I've been working quite a lot, just uh, that's always the case, I suppose. Long hours and stuff like that. Um in fact, I, I sort of mentioned to you earlier that I had met the world's slowest man today. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, I think I maybe tweeted this out at one point, but uh, about two weeks ago, I hit something with my van, not as in a crash, but I went over something in the road and seemed to sort of damage the underside of my van. But in typical me fashion, I waited two weeks before actually bothering getting it seen to. But when I took it into the garage today, as soon as I saw this guy, I've I've never witnessed anything like this in my life. He moved as if he was in slow motion. Like, if you were looking at this on the TV, you would think there was something wrong with your TV. You could not get him to move. It was coming up to lunchtime and I thought, you must be hungry, mate. Like, you're, you're going to need to you're gonna need to get going here. But he just... At one point, he was coming over to get my keys off me. And it was like you were expecting music to pop in or something like that the pace that this guy was coming at and then even when he took my my car back took the van back off the rails and brought it back down it was almost as if he wanted me to help him out the van there you go pal just (laughs) just be easy with it eventually at one point i said to him are you all right is there something wrong i thought he was having a stroke or something like that like literally i was like what is unbelievable i I nearly missed my lunch hour because this numpty but uh, that was my experience today. But other than that, yeah, just yeah. working. It's kind of like when you like when you sometimes go to the petrol station. You've got like four lanes to choose from, and uh, inevitably you pick the wrong one, and you're sat watching the guy or girl in front of you just like 
I mean, what's why is this taking you way longer than it should? It's all the time. I don't think I've ever, as you say, turned up to a petrol station like that and chose the right pump. No. Never. Is there anyone? I'd love never. to know if there's anyone yeah. that has ever picked the right pump because I always get stuck behind the guy that goes in, waits in the queue, gets to the front, realises he's forgot his card, comes back out, gets his card, goes back in, queues again, and by the end of it, you just want to run him over. Yeah. yeah. Aye, absolute nightmare. But, um, I mean, the thing was, as slow as this guy was, and as it was starting to get annoying because I was wanting my lunch, I'm glad it happened during work hours because if someone slows you down, and sort of interferes with your day. If they, if they do it while you're getting paid, that's not too bad. Yeah, I suppose. That is true. So, in your evenings when you've not been working, what have we been up to? Playing? Yep. More doing cyberpunk? <laughs> lots of cyberpunk. Doing, uh, yeah, doing a lot of gaming. Um, I finished cyberpunk at Ooh. the... I know, finally. Do you want a round of applause? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that in, will I? Right. <laughs> 130 hours I put into that game and finally rolled the credits. I'm nowhere near done with it though. Uh, in fact, I'll hold off talking about it more because that is in our review corner. But um, yeah, lots of cyberpunk. We we started that uh, Netflix documentary, um, The Night Stalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've watched episode one of that. It's, a bit morbid to say, but I, know, I, I enjoyed I it. I know, I think at the end of it, I was like, oh, that was really good. And then I'm like, oh, no, but wait, they're like, loads of people just died. <laughs> yeah. You feel almost, I don't know, we watch a lot of these true crime we documentaries, do. and we I do. spend more hours than I should at work also listening to crime podcasts. And I don't know, I almost feel guilty sometimes about saying I enjoyed that because I've just watched a show that documents, I mean, that first episode of Night Stalker. I think there was about seven murders. Mm. Like, spoilers, by the way, uh, for episode one of Night Stalker. But, I mean, it was seven, I think seven, brutal murders. And then you come off the episode going, ah, that was quite good. Quite enjoyed that. Looking forward to watching yeah. more. I think it's more, it's it's good in a, I'm absolutely fascinated by this and how a person could commit such crimes. And it's yeah. just, a, it's you're just almost in awe because you're like, what? Why? You know. I know. I, th- I think as well, we're very sheltered. We are talking about that last night. We're very sheltered where we live. It's not that there's no crime, but there's very, very few murders. That and we're aware of, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe stuff goes on that we don't, you know, it doesn't make but the it, public it, eye. It, but... it does seem to be very few and far between. And when it does happen, it almost seems like it's been caused by some existing issue that has been sort of that's got to boiling point or something like that like there's very i I can't even remember someone being randomly murdered in the street or anything Mm. like that and i think almost when we watch a lot of these documentaries and stuff like that like i said last night it i know that it's a documentary i know that it happened but it doesn't quite feel real to me like i'm able to disconnect myself enough from it that i don't know i just it just it's it's so foreign yeah, to us, really. So far removed from. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that's just us, yeah. us being lucky in that mm. way. Like we we don't we aren't involved in crime. We aren't surrounded by that sort of life, and pretty lucky, I suppose. Um, I suppose that leads on to a game that you've been playing about nightmares. 
Yeah, Little Nightmares. Uh, it's a game I actually played back when it first released. Uh, it's a puzzle platformer. A lot of people will know about it. It's, it's quite well known. It's an indie darling. But it's an excellent, excellent game. The animation, the puzzle solving. I just, I love it. I love the aesthetic of it. Just a brilliant, brilliant game. But the second game is actually due out on February 11th. And for that reason, I just wanted to sort of refresh and play the game again. Just to, I mean, I could remember what happened, but just to get an idea for it again, because it has been a few years. And it's on, no, in fact, it's not on Game Pass. It was one of the games with gold on Xbox. So I got it for free. Uh, I played through it on PlayStation before. So uh, in my continued efforts to up my gamer score, <laughs> I... Where are you at now? I think I've hit 10,000. Uh, is that good? Is that... I don't know. I mean, if you play a lot of Xbox games, you would have more than that. Like, there's a thousand gamer score per game if you were to get all. Okay. So it's the equivalent of, like, fully completing, like, ten games. I have completed most... I, I, I'm trying to think. I've maybe... Out of those, to get that 10,000 gamer score, I think I've only played maybe 15 games, but a few of them have been sort of easy ones. Uh, in Little Nightmares, I have 800 of the 1,000, but for the last 200, you need to complete the game in less than an hour with no deaths. So if you die once, it's basically quit out the game and start from the beginning again. Oof. And it's not the hardest of games, but to get it done in an hour, you pretty much have to hold down the sprint button. And there is some slightly tricky platforming. So I might go for it at some point, but I don't know. Th things like that frustrate me. I don't like timed achievements or trophies. Like I tend to just shy away from it because you know what you know how hectic our life is. Like yeah. I would be halfway through that. I don't even think you can. I think if you pause, the timer keeps going. I'm sure someone said that. And if that was the case, like you know what it's like. I mean, what's the chances of me getting an hour uninterrupted <laughs> to game? And I would not be in this house. not in this house, <laughs> and no doubt I would be fifty minutes in, having the run of my life, and then I'd get a pillow to the head and just lose the plot. So yeah. I might skip that one, but I was glad, I was happy to play through it again with the second game coming out soon. Yeah, cool. So yeah, in, in kind of similar vein of being interrupted, I stuck on Fall Guys for the first time in a while. Um, they tweeted out the other day saying that. Season 3.5 update will be coming soon. No exact date's been given as of yet, but it prompted me to play as it's been a while. The Season 3 update was released on the 15th of December, which I haven't played since then, so I know there were some new levels that I hadn't explored. Um, but I think it's one of these games that is probably at its best when the levels are fresh enough that most players feel like they're on equal footing. Mm -hmm. What was your experience with it then? It was good, yeah. I mean, I got... I didn't play too much because Nathan caught me. Oh, Mum, are you playing Fall Guys? Mm. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, Hasn't touched it for what, no, two months, no. but as soon as he sees anyone else within a fifteen-mile radius yeah. of it, he has to be yeah. on it. So yeah, there's some, there's kind of some new features, snowballs, and there's right. like a fans. That I think are meant to simulate kind of like snowy blizzards and things like that. Right. Um, there's a. Were the were the rounds different? Did you some notice? of them were? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, there's. 
a penguin carrying label called Penguin Pursuit where you have to like grab and hold on to a penguin and the Fall Guys on Twitter again teased on Monday uh, that something that fans will be able to do in the future so apparently you'll be able to carry around a little penguin and when they tweeted out they also referenced Super Mario 64 in their teaser video so if you remember in the 1996 video game Mm -hmm. um, players had to rescue like a baby penguin and take it it, uh to the mum but you could fling it off the edge of the cliff and then like the mum would come and be chase you and whatever um, but you had to like do that to get the star so they kind of referenced that so a little throwback um, which would be quite interesting to see that's good yeah see to be fair like Fall Guys they're sort of PR team and they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. they know how to Mm -hmm. like that I mean it's a good game Fall Guys like I really enjoyed what I played of it but I mean they really they deserve some real kudos for what they were doing on their social media. Yeah, was there not something about KFC or did mm. they try and get like did they make a KFC created a little Fall Guys guy uh, that looked it? like a bucket of chicken or something, something like that, like that yeah. to try and get it in the game, and then all of a sudden there was loads of different uh, companies mm-hmm. that were like getting in contact, being like, "So, <laughs> yeah. how about?" It was, I mean, when it first came out, it was so so popular. Like you could, yeah. you know, there was crash crashing trying to get in stuff like that. But then I suppose when I played it today, like I had to wait a wee while to get the sixty players. I right. mean, it was you know lunchtime on a Tuesday, so perhaps not True. as popular in things. But um, yeah, I think it's obviously it's worldwide, so it's a lot easier later on because even at lunchtime you're talking pretty early in america so that's mm. probably half the gamers yeah. that wouldn't necessarily be available at that time but uh, what i was going to say as well like, as well as the companies that got involved they also did a thing where people could donate and it was it was something like it was a charity thing and it was basically who was willing to put up the most amount of money would get their design in yeah, the okay. game and i think it was some youtuber Gonna be probably totally people be screaming at their phones right now, but I think it was a YouTuber who donated like a million dollars mm. or close to that, mm. and because uh, of that he got his Fall Guys skin in the game. But that was a really good idea as well because what they identified was there was so many people wanting their sort of product or whatever or their brand in the Fall Guys game, and instead of taking the endorsement deals and mm. the money, they flipped that and said right whoever's willing to give the most amount to charity, you can be in the game. Yeah, that's smart. Please. And, I mean, that's a great idea. And something that, I mean, being a small developer, like, they could have probably done with that money, but they thought, let's do... I mean, it was a, it was a PR win for mm, them, yeah, obviously. But definitely. So, yeah, I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for the next update uh, for new levels. Um, just because I see, like, I, I think... I, I, sometimes I feel with these kind of games like I'm out my depth a bit because there's people who play it lots and lots and lots and are really 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 good like same with like Fortnite like I would struggle to play that now because people are so good and you just feel yeah although they did don't with, stand a chance with Fortnite they did do that thing where they added in for every hundred players I think like 40 of them or again I just pulled 40 out my ass mm-hmm. there a certain number of them are actually just AI controlled Okay. Uh, and it, you actually end up doing quite well. You should actually give that another go, because I remember being shocked. Like I was, I was getting three, four, five kills, and I was mm-hmm. like, "There's either everybody's on one here, or what is? Like, have I got good at this game?" <laughs> and then I googled, and no, certainly was not that. It was I was shooting basically enemies that weren't shooting back. Mm. 
Okay, so what else have we been playing? I got a review code sent through for Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. We're doing a sort of account share uh, on the website so that um, our reviewers can get a, can get access basically to the game as well if they are reviewing it. So our friend Terry is the one reviewing the game, but I did have a chance to play maybe half an hour of Scott Pilgrim. It's the same game from uh, 2012, I believe. That would be a guess, but um, the game was released initially on like PlayStation Three and Xbox, and it's a it's like an old school beat 'em up in the same vein as like Streets of Rage and stuff like that. It's really hard, like even the first level, like it just it's just diff- It's really good, but it's difficult, and I'm not particularly great at these games, so I don't expect to get very far. But I'm having fun from from what I played of it. It is the same game. It's just the complete edition. I think it has a little bit of DLC added on. But there was no way I was going to be able to review this game. So that's why we had to sort of outsource it. Because I'm not going to be able to get far enough to give a sort of valid opinion. But my unvalid opinion on the podcast just now is it's very good. And if you like the original game, you're going to love this. Is it out already? Yep, it came out on Friday. Cool. Uh, And anything else? The only other game that I've been playing is Rainswept, which I spoke about briefly last week. I have put about another hour into it so far. Still, I think I'm roughly about halfway through it, if if the sort of estimations of how long it, it takes are correct. I don't really have too much more to say about it. The story... Is very gripping. It goes at quite a quite a slow pace, but I like that about it. And it's it's a strange game to play because there's not very much audio, like even like background noises. I mean, there's as I said last week, there's no voice acting, but there's also not much of anything really. Mm. It's it's very very quiet. Yeah, to the point where I was in the same room doing a workout. And you're, yeah, and I didn't. You're... It didn't matter. I mean, honestly, like there's sometimes I'm playing it and I think. Do I have the TV on mute? And then you just... Because it's just such a weird experience playing the game and not hearing anything. But it's almost like a kind of visual novel type thing. It's a point-and-click adventure, but you are basically reading various lines of text. And the story is, as I say, very slow-paced, but it's, it's intriguing. It's a... I think it's a murder mystery. As I say, so far, there's been what looks like a murder-suicide that everyone in the town seems to be pretty certain is a murder-suicide. But my character, the detective, is one of these guys that doesn't think anything is as it seems. But so far, there's still been no real evidence to support that it wasn't a murder-suicide. But I guess, as we get further in, that will become the case. Otherwise, it would be a very, very (laughs) strange game if it's just that... your character thinks there's more to it. Everyone else thinks that there isn't, and it turns out that there isn't. So, yeah. But I'll hopefully be able to give a, a short review on that next week. Okay, thank you. So let's move on to gaming news that has came out since our last recording. We have eight items for discussion. Um, so we'll kick it off just with number one. 
Ubisoft have announced that the internal team Massive Entertainment are working on an open world game in the Star Wars universe. Massive are best known for their recent work on both The Division and The Division 2. Yeah, um, it was a bit of a shock actually when they announced it because EA signed a deal with basically Star Wars for exclusive rights up until 2023. So I think it was sort of people were resigned to the fact that it was only going to be EA making these games until then. But I suppose people didn't really stop to think that although that is the case and that deal is in place, other teams could now begin making their games as long as they don't release them before 2023. So Ubisoft have basically announced that they're making a Star Wars game, but there has been a lot of sort of speculation of when could this come out, but it, it's not going to come out until 2023 because EA have the exclusive rights until then. So that's a kind of tidbit that I haven't heard many people mentioning. Obviously, it's people are sort of wondering what type of game it's going to be. As soon as you hear Ubisoft, you think Assassin's Creed, like games like that, Watch Dogs. And to be honest, that is the type of Star Wars game I would choose but the fact that it is massive entertainment that yeah, are making it. So will it maybe be more like games as a service? I think so. I think that's what we're going to get. I was actually, I was discussing it last night with one of our reviewers, Terry, and I was asking because I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. We've obviously got into the Mandalorian recently, but in terms of the films, I'm not the. I've not really seen that much of it. So I was saying to him, like, with the division, obviously you get tons of different clothes different types of guns like things like that and i was saying is there that level of like weaponry and stuff like that in the star wars universe because i literally don't know but he assures me that there is and that obviously there'll be loads of different character classes if that's the case uh, with all the different races and stuff like that that are mm. within star wars so I, even as and games as a service, if that is what it is, which I reckon it will be, there's a lot of potential there if they do it right. Mm-hmm. And the division, I, I really liked the division one and didn't get along as well with the division two. Although I think when it came out, it just wasn't really the type of game I was looking for. Not that it was a bad game. And I think with both the division games, Massive have proved that they can make a solid game and I think there's a lot to be hopeful for if you're a Star Wars fan Will we see the child aka Baby Yoda? I think so, I think it would be I was going to say difficult, I would I would say idiotic if you didn't put him in it mm-hmm. because he's one of the biggest pop culture things in the world right now mm-hmm. so I mean if I was sitting at Ubisoft right now, if I was head of Ubisoft and they were pitching me a Star Wars game, my first question would be, so where's the little guy? <laughs> I want that wee guy plastered on the front of this because that means sales. That will sell, yeah, 100%. Yeah, because when I looked up um, to get the kids a little toy plush, it was £45 and I thought, what? <laughs> There's probably data somewhere, but I'd be very interested to know what kind of money that wee guy has generated. Yeah. So far, I mean, you even think about our friend Lee, who mm-hmm. is a 39-year-old man-child, mm-hmm. and I think he spent about three or £400 buying various things, Baby Yoda-related. And, I mean, 
that's just a drop in the ocean. Like you've got a whole world that is doing the same. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what that brings. Mm-hmm. So last week on the podcast, we discussed Hogwarts Legacy, and the announcement came via Twitter that it has been delayed until twenty twenty two. The developers said, we would like to thank fans from around the world on the tremendous reaction to the announcement of Hogwarts Legacy from a Portkey Games label, creating the best possible experience for all of the Wizarding World and game fans is paramount to us, so we are giving the game the time it needs. Yeah, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot with that because obviously, as I've pointed out before, we record on a Tuesday for release on a Thursday and these guys just thought it'd be funny to announce this on the Wednesday after we'd recorded but before we put the podcast out <laughs> making us look like fucking idiots so thanks for that that was good good start so yeah um do you think that the kind of cyberpunk fiasco has impacted their decision to to push it back possibly possibly i think there's a lot you would imagine there's a lot of studios that are now a bit sheepish Mm. and will take the time they need. Certainly, if I was in charge of a studio, I would be looking at that and thinking, I don't want that raining down on me. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't actually include this in the news, but it was announced today that there's a second class action lawsuit now against CD Projekt Red. Uh, the first one was by investors. I, I'm not, I didn't even get enough time to check what the second one, who it's, who it's by, but I mean, it's not going to be this, even the second one's not going to be the last. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually said when the game first came out and the negativity started to rain in, there's going to be lawsuits over this. And I, I got a little bit of pushback from it on Twitter, but I, I, I knew this was coming for CD Projekt Red, and I think other developers should be very wary. And obviously, the studio is not as big that's dealing with the Harry Potter game, but the Harry Potter license is huge, and it's going to be a big game when it comes out, and they need to get it right. And to be honest, if anything good can come of the cyberpunk debacle, it would be that more developers take their time. Because it's getting to a point... I mean, remember what it was like in the 90s? Like... A game had to be finished. You made a game, you put it on a cartridge, and that was it. If there was something wrong with it, tough shit. It was on a cartridge. You didn't have downloads off the internet. Your game had to be finished. Mm-hmm. And certainly in recent years, these developers are using it as a crutch. They're releasing a game that they know there's issues with, and it's just a sort of flippant, we'll patch it later. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to get back to basics and start releasing games that are in a fit state. So, Hitman has been confirmed for Nintendo Switch. Woo! (laughs) Day one via cloud gaming, meaning the game will now be available on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, all current and last gen Xbox consoles, PC, via the Epic Store, and now even on Switch handheld. Yeah, just another fan-friendly move, pro-consumer move from io interactive they it's funny again to go back to cd project red before cyberpunk came out they were the sort of developers darlings almost and although they're lower profile io interactive i'd think they deserve a massive amount of credit for 
all the pro-consumer moves they are making. They're trying to make their games available to the most amount of people. They, when you buy Hitman 3, if you own the two previous games, you can import them with the new features from the third game. They're trying to give value at every turn. Uh, there's even a thing at the moment because Hitman 3 is going to be exclusive to the Epic Store on PC. It's creating a bit of an issue because Hitman 1 and 2 are only available on Steam, I believe. And IO even released a statement saying, don't worry, you will not have to rebuy these games. We will find a way around it. And this is all stuff that not they certainly didn't have to do. Like, they would have had pushed back otherwise, but there's plenty of game publishers, developers that would just be like, nope, let's make them buy it again. It's all minor upgrades, but if you were to... Say you didn't own Hitman 2 or 3 and you just bought Hitman... The, the original, the mm-hmm. 2016 one, the full season, you'd get a worse experience with that than if you imported it through the third game because it's coming with the graphical upgrades and there was little things like when you imp- when Hitman 2 came out, they, I, I remember one of the things they added was mirror reflections. So you could basically see people coming in the mirror, uh, which wasn't in the first game. So at that point when you went back to the maps from the first game through Hitman 2 that was now imported because they had updated the graphics to show that so they're just they're given crazy value and it's great to see it on Switch because there's no possible way that the Switch would be able to run Hitman 3 it just it's the, the Switch isn't powerful enough so to be able to do it through streaming it's going to give more people a chance to play it which is nothing but a good thing uh, it's also possibly a way I could now play Hitman at work. No. no which no, no. is very exciting no. because it's going to be difficult not playing it for 10 hours a day. I was actually going to play it tonight, but I'm going to hold off. You may have noticed my voice. I'm very excited about this, but I was... I think I'm going to hold off until tomorrow after work, light a few candles, get comfortable, and then just Hitman my face off. Okay. Cannot wait. Yeah, me neither. Exciting times for you, Jessica. Yeah, so well, yeah, we'll see. Being ignored. We'll see if it lives up to the hype tomorrow then. So, Tales from the Borderlands has been rated for PlayStation 5 by Peggy, suggesting that a next-gen port of the game is coming in the near future, do we think? Do we? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it will. Um, it's an interesting decision, though, because of, you can still download the PlayStation 4 version on the PlayStation 5. So for them to have rated it for PlayStation 5, I wonder if it has some sort of upgrades. I think it maybe would, because it would be a bit cheeky otherwise just to try and charge people again. So whether it's maybe improved graphics or faster load times, I'm, I'm not sure. I doubt it would be more content that wasn't seen before although they could possibly have the developer commentary or something like that but it's a very fun game it's a easy platinum like uh, there were, i actually uh, tweeted out this news earlier today and i got multiple responses from people saying i am all over this so that i can platinum again in fact there was one guy and i, I would it would take too long to go through my twitter mentions but he actually replied saying that he had completed the game, he platinumed the game on PlayStation 4 digital 
he'd platinumed it on the disc version. He'd got the 1000G on Xbox and he had all the Steam achievements. And now he was happy to pick this one up so that if it comes out, so that he can do it again. <laughs> and that's dedication. Yeah. It, it's a very good game. It is a very good game. It's Telltale almost at their best, to be fair. I would say... I do, I do love a lot of the Telltale games. It's funny, though. It's really funny. It's it's a very good episodic game, I would say that. It's, it's hard to pick a, a favourite, I would say, out of the Telltale games. I'm a big fan of them. But it's certainly one that, if you missed for any reason definitely go back and play it because it's it's really good really really good okay so sony's yet to be revealed new san diego studio is currently expanding quote upon existing franchises with the project said to be a triple a action adventure game i mean what what are we thinking it's got to be uncharted i think there's been a rumor for over a year that this team was making an uncharted game and it seems like this news is basically saying, we're making an Uncharted game. Don't tell anyone. And you're like, yeah. I mean, the fact that they've dropped existing franchises, action adventure, it has to be Uncharted 5. Let's hope so. Yeah. But do we think it's going to focus around Nathan Drake again? I don't think it will. Mm. I don't think so. I mean, they could do a prequel and then it could... I mean, it doesn't have to be a prequel. I think if it was going to be Nathan Drake, I think it would be a prequel because spoilers, I suppose, from six years ago. But um, the ending for Uncharted 4 was just... It was so nice. It was perfect. Like it was. Mm. It's, it really felt like this was Naughty Dog saying bye to Uncharted and... To or, or to the mainline Uncharted, they did release Lost Legacy after, but it felt like they were sort of putting to bed the Nathan Drake story. And I suppose, to be fair, they are because the new San Diego studio would be the ones making the game. Mm-hmm. But I get the feeling that they're either going to move on to, I mean, it could be the brother, it could be. Could have a female lead. Well, how spoiler are we going to. Screw it, right. It was six years ago. <laughs> Spoiler warning for the next two minutes, but at the end of Uncharted 4, when you see Nate's daughter, like they could go forward in time With her, yeah. and it could be a new female lead. That's the way I would like to see it go. Mm. I mean, obviously recently we had the latest Tomb Raider trilogy and I really enjoyed those games, but the the big sort of knock, especially on Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which a lot of people are playing just now because it was just on PlayStation Plus, is that Lara is portrayed as a complete bitch throughout the whole game. And she is. I mean, she's the most self-centered woman in the world during this thing. She's just completely unlikable. And I wonder if they would look at it and go, we could do a better job at that. Which, if they've got some of the Naughty Dog magic, they could. Because the previous Uncharted games are some of my favourite storytelling in games. So They they also hold a special... (laughs) Special, a special place in yeah, our heart, certainly, us, yeah. yeah. Um, our son's name is taken pretty much from Yeah. From, uh, from well, I always say it's from that and from the rapper Nate Dog, but I always get told no, no, not the rapper, just the <laughs> just the gamer. Like that's somehow better. 
Yeah. So moving on, Two Point Hospital developer Two Point Studios has put out a tweet looking for an engineer manager, a lead console programmer, and a platform programmer for quote big things. Obviously, we aren't sponsored by LinkedIn yet, but this is interesting news, isn't it? Very interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh, I loved. I absolutely loved Two Point Hospital. I played it on PC initially because that was where. It was only out on PC at first. Absolutely loved it. Reviewed it for the website. Just could not get enough of it. Uh, It's basically, for those that don't know, uh, it's most of the studio that created the original Theme Hospital, which is a game I absolutely loved. And you can tell that with Two Point Hospital in the DNA. It's just so good. It's absolutely brilliant. This new project, I don't even know like I, I was trying to sort of rack my brains about what it could be i suppose there's a chance it could be some dlc for theme uh, for two point hospital but i don't think so because they've they've supported the game throughout the last two years constantly with new content so i don't think they would make such a big deal yeah. of of it if it was just more content for two point so i think it's going to be a new project but what could that new project be yeah it's interesting i don't know i never i never played two point hospital um you should yeah you should it's good but i do remember vividly theme park world which was like this there was like a theme park and then there was Mm -hmm. theme park world which is what i had i'm sure i played it on pc and then i think i got it later for playstation 2 um is that by the same people yes so is it bill it was basically it was bullfrog at the time then they, I believe they disbanded, but most of the people or some of the people that were part of Bullfrog then created Two Point Studios. Okay, so okay. It is, it's got some of the same people behind it. Yeah, I mean, just thinking about like that kind of genre of game, we have had quite a lot and it's, you're right, it's like interesting, like, is there another category which they could make something of? So there's, you know, there was all the roller coaster tycoon ones. Yeah, all, all these games exist because of theme park. Yeah, um, one that came out last year, Parkasaurus, which right. is like a dinosaur tycoon one. I don't know how well it's done. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, Bec- there's also Mega Aquarium, similar sort of idea. You build right. your own aquarium. Okay. Um, we talked about last week City Skylines, mm-hmm. which similar sort of idea. Yep. If you have got really into fishing as a result of Animal Crossing, there's also Fishing Sim World Pro. Mm. Yeah, I'd, it's interesting when you see when you mention the like a dinosaur park. That sounds really interesting. I would. I, I think would, there actually have been a few. Well, there has. I mean, I played. Uh, there was Jurassic World Evolution, which I enjoyed because I love all things Jurassic Park. But it was a little bit... Although I loved it because of what it was, it was still a bit disappointing because they went far too semi with it. Mm. Like, you had to uncover fossils, you had to mix the DNA, you had to go on excavations, and I was just like, can I just create a cool-looking park and then sometimes leave the gate open and let a dinosaur run about killing everyone for a laugh? Like, that's (laughs) what I want. Yeah. Like I put on Two Point Hospital and there's a guy comes in with a big head 
and he's got big head disease and I laugh and it's funny <laughs> and I'm really like every one of the I can't even think of them all off the top of my head but every every one of the the illnesses in Two Point Hospital are hilarious like they're absolutely hilarious yeah the team must have had so much fun coming up with yeah absolutely like it's it's just brilliant and like I think they could a dinosaur one would be ideal I don't think that's what they're going to do but I would love that I would really love that the only thing I'd thought of is like a sort of you build your own like Ikea kind of superstore type place like a shopping mall or something yeah like like a a shopping mall something like that which would be kind of cool but it's it's tough. I I have full confidence in whatever they do, though. Mm-hmm. Like I really do. I I just love the studio. I was actually just pulling up there. Um, the actual tweet they put out was, so they were telling people to work with them, and they have listed an engineering manager, and underneath that they've wrote builds robots, scored it out, manage engineering things, uh, the lead console programmer that is to make it work on consoles, <laughs> platform programmer. Help the person above make it work on consoles. Like even in their announcements for job listings, they're being funny. Yeah. Like they're a good team. I've had the pleasure of actually talking to a few of the developers in the past about the game because I was such a big fan, and I'm, I'm I've got full confidence that whatever they decide to do next will be good, and I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, definitely. We'll wait and see. So. On to our next news item. Ubisoft Riders Republic has been delayed with the developer taking to Twitter with the following quote. We want to let you know that we've made the decision to move our release to later this year. This additional time will allow our passionate team to deliver the best fun fueled experience to our players. They've not given us a new date, so we don't know exactly when, but we just not know it's not going to be February now. Yeah, I think this could end up being maybe... A sort of midsummer release. I think it would be best to put it out during a sort of quiet time because I don't think there's too many people excited about this game. I feel a bit bad because I know there is at least one person that works for Ubisoft that does listen to this podcast, but I just don't care about the game. I just I can't bring myself to care. It's from what it seems like, it seems like a sequel to Steep, which is a game that didn't do particular. It just doesn't have an audience, really. Like, mm. it's too broad. It's too. There's too much going on. Like, it, make a snowboarding game. Like, how much do we love SSX? Yeah. Like, I lo- I dun, downloaded. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, great song. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, that'll be stuck in my head for like two days now. What a game! EA Big, bring mm. back EA Big. What a studio. But I just. Like, we, I mean, one of the first things that we did when we got that Xbox Series X was mm. download SSX mm. uh, via the backwards compatibility. So, just give it a shot. I mean, it's dated as fuck, but it's still fun. Mm. And, like, make a snowboarding game like that that's over the top instead of, oh, one guy's racing on a snowboard and another guy's on a mountain bike and another guy's paragliding. Like, I just, it's just. I don't know. I, honestly, I, I don't know. It, maybe it'll find its audience. I hope it does. I hope every game does well. But I just, I looked at that game and thought, why? Why are you doing that? Like, I just, I don't know. And I, like I say, I feel bad. I, I want all games to do well, but not for me. I'll be, I'll be giving it a hard pass. So last on our agenda, 
your favourite game. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 roadmap has been revealed by CD Projekt Red, but it wasn't as detailed as some were hoping. It outlines the 1.1 patch for January, the 1.2 patch for February, and then three DLCs along with multiple patches with updates and improvements culminating in the free next-gen patch near the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, it was almost like here's a roadmap without actually giving a roadmap, really, because they had said back in December, we've got a patch coming in January and February, Mm -hmm. you would expect smaller fixes and updates throughout the year. So they've, they've said, they've gave a roadmap without really saying too much. The free DLC is going to be welcome. Hopefully it's substantial. Uh, I think that's the, the sort of ace that they have up their sleeve just now in terms of trying to get some goodwill back. I think giving out free giving out the DLC for free, I think will help that, especially if it's if it's content that's received well. Do you think they were originally gonna make that chargeable? Probably. Hmm. Pro I think we would maybe have got some stuff free and then there would have maybe been like a larger expansion. But I think given everything that's happened, they've surely had to realise we can't we can't possibly start hawking other other we can't start trying to charge people for more stuff within this game while everyone's still raging and trying to sue us <laughs> over the content they were already given. So I just I don't know. Like the one sort of interesting piece of information in that roadmap was that it seems like the next gen upgrade isn't going to be coming until the end of next year, which is sort of what I expected, although I know a lot of people thought it was probably going to come a lot sooner. I mean, perhaps it was at one point, but I think just now they really need to just batten down the hatches and get the current version working as well as possible, because if they were to sort of just jump ship and release a next gen version, I think you would have a lot of people going, wait a minute, what about us? Like, you can't just abandon us. So I think they need to do their best to get the current gen version, or well, I suppose it's now the last gen version, running as well as they can before they move on. Now, how well that is, is debatable, because I I think the game's too ambitious to run particularly well on playstation 4 and xbox i just don't think it's mm. it's going to be i don't think they can get it to a point that's acceptable but they need to get it to a point where it's more acceptable than it is now yeah definitely so as if we've not talked about it enough um let's move on to our reviews this week and we'll continue with cyberpunk 2077 now that you have completed the game more cyberpunk that's what we want Everyone must be completely sick of hearing about cyberpunk at this point, so I will keep this review short. I'm going to do a written review as well, because I do have a lot to say about it, good and bad. As I stated last, and sorry, the first episode in our Games of the Year, I love this game. It's, it's one of the best games I have ever played. It really is. Now, I recognise all the problems it has. I'm not trying to be a CD Projekt Red apologist. I, I didn't play The Witcher 3. I, I had no no preconceptions about the studio going in. I 
they like they hadn't already won me over, nothing like You've that. You've also not been paid to promote them. <laughs> no, nothing at all. I just, I, going into the game, I had only looked at a small amount of footage because I wanted to go in a bit blind, but from what I had seen, it looked like a more advanced version of Deus Ex, which is exactly what I wanted it to be. And as it turns out, that is what was delivered. So it was exactly what I wanted it to be. There's definite problems with it. You, it's it's not. I think a lot of people were expecting a sort of GTA open world, and that's absolutely not what this is. You, when you're driving about on the streets, there is almost no cars. Like it's the the world feels so empty when you're driving around. But then when you stop and you get out the car and you turn around, all of a sudden there's loads of pedestrians walking about. Mm-hmm. And then you turn back around and there's more cars. And everything sort of seems to... I don't know if it does. I mean, I'm not technically minded, but it seems like everything sort of loads in behind you almost. And when you're in a car going at speed, it just it can't render that amount of stuff. So it just doesn't try. And then it waits until you stop and then populates them in. Now, it's not as if they just people just magically appear in front of you. They do it more clever than that. Like I say, it's when you turn around, all of a sudden there's more people. As if they were always there, but they weren't always there. I There's three different sort of character classes you can start as. There's a nomad, a street kid, and a corpo. I decided to do a street kid, which... I mean, most of the missions in the game are the same. They would just be, you have sort of different responses based on your background. But depending on what you choose to start with, I believe the first either couple of hours or couple of missions certainly are different compared to what you've chosen, depending on what you've chosen. So although I have finished it as a street kid, I'm very interested to go back and play the game. I mean, I'm going to play the whole game again multiple times. My character, the character's name's V, and my character was, I made a male. So next time I'm going to play as a female, probably a female corpo. And then after that, I'll try the Nomad run. But it's just, if you, it it all depends on your expectations going in. If you wanted a GTA style game, I think you're going to be very disappointed. If you wanted a scripted RPG with really good characters, good writing, really, really good side missions. I, I would argue that the side missions are every bit as good, if not better, than the main missions. And even at my 130 hours, I still have plenty of side content, side content still to go. I mean, I could easily rack up to 200 hours, and I will, before moving on to my second run. It's it's just there's so much to do in the game. There's so many weapons. There's so many mods. In terms of trophies and achievements, it's a doable platinum or a one thousand G if you are willing to put in some serious hours. I mean, I'm sitting. Granted, I've been playing the game at my own pace, but I mean, I'm one hundred and thirty hours in. I think I've got about thirty percent of the trophies. I know it can be platinumed in that amount of time if you're racing through it, but if you want to enjoy it, take in the world, then it's going to take you a lot longer. But it's not difficult. It's just time consuming. I 
I'll hold off. I'll hold off putting a number on it for my written review. It's high. It'll either be a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten, and that's based off the issues and based off playing the PlayStation Four version on PlayStation Five. So I've not been playing on a high end PC. I've not had the best experience of it just now, but it's still that good. One thing I would say from last week as well, I did actually finally have a bit of a glitch. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, and it was actually quite annoying because it was right near the end. I don't want to give much away, but I was basically in an elevator with a pivotal character. And when she walked out of the elevator, she disappeared. Just fucking disappeared. You could still hear her though. Well, no, you couldn't hear her. She went, her voice acting cut out as well. But, oh, but the subtitles yeah, were still there, I, that's what it was. Luckily, as it turns out, I always play games with subtitles <laughs> on because... Children. Yeah, there's usually a lot of noise going about, so I'm like, right, well, if I can't hear it, I can read it. So I've, I always turn subtitles on, and thankfully I did, because this idiot disappears. And I'm thinking... <laughs> I thought she was still talking. Oh, maybe it was your character was still ca- talking. Yeah, that's what it was. My yeah. character would talk, then her subtitles would come up, then my character would talk, and I was like, <laughs> right. And when you get out of this elevator, there's multiple ways you can go. And she's telling you to follow her, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I basically had to run around, and eventually I found where she had went to, and at that point she did reappear. Okay. And then everything was mm-hmm. fine again. But that's probably the worst bug I had, and that was right at the end. But other than that, I had a pretty good... I had a pretty good run. Like, I... I've spoke to people that even played the game on Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5 that had terrible experiences, but I can only review a game based on my personal experience, and it was a good one. Like I've said multiple times, though, I would not recommend the game just now. I think if you have held off to this point, then you clearly aren't dying to play this game, and in which case, hold off until the next-gen version. Definitely hold off. But I will have, probably by the end of the week, a full written review given sort of more succinct thoughts than I am rambling at the moment. Okay, thank you very much. The other game on our agenda to review is Telling Lies, which is a game that we played through together, which we don't do very often, but... Yeah, yeah. It was was actually on the PlayStation podcast PS I Love You XOXO. Not just declaring my love for you at the moment. That's the name of the podcast. Okay, yeah. Although you're all right. Um, but they had mentioned it. They were doing a game. It was like 52 weeks games, something. I don't know. They were basically, each of them would choose a game each week and then they would rank it. 52 games ranked, something like that. And it was certainly, if it wasn't at the top, it was near the top of their list and I remember when it came out thinking that that would be something that we would be interested in playing yeah, together it, it came out back in August 2009 um, 19 oh, sorry <laughs> 19 yeah yeah uh, but then they ported it over to PlayStation 4 Xbox One and Nintendo Switch in April last year yeah that sounds right that does sound right yeah uh, I mean, we didn't obviously play it when it first came out. We just played it at the turn of the year. Mm-hmm. Like we've, we've sort of got this down in our review section, but we did complete it just at the turn of the year. Mm-hmm. But it was—I thought it was brilliant. There was something I don't know. It was 
unlike anything I've really ever played before. Yeah, because I think when we first turned on, there was a bit of confusion. Like, normally you're kind of guided as to what to do, but we were like, so do, what, do we just... Do we just type in anything here? What like You're very much dropped in without any any guidance. Yeah. And to be honest, we almost like because I'd heard Greg and Blessing talk about it, I had a slight idea mm. what was going on going in. So not in terms of the story, but I knew that you had to type random keywords into the computer. So if we didn't know that going in. I, I mean, honestly, I think we'd have had to look up a video yeah. and like, but you, if, you I, do what? I suppose that's the, the intrigue of it, because you're like, you know, you're you're searching for something, but you're like, what am I searching for? What am I looking for? And that that's part of the appeal, because you don't, you want the answers that you don't have. You don't know what's going on. Very much. It, it was really interesting that it, it told a good story, but you had to pull the story out of the game. Mm-hmm. And... I, I I loved it. I, re, I really thought it was good. I'd love to see. I hope this the studio continues to make games in a similar vein as that. Definitely. Like I'd love to see something along the same lines next. Yeah, we. I mean, we got in really into the weeds with it. I mean, you had pages of notes, <laughs> and we're trying to write. What have we not searched? What could we write? That is that person. That person's called that. What, it was you that couldn't get the names right. I'm like, no, that's that's not him. That's her. <laughs> yeah, and there was at one point a video on your lap. She's pregnant. <laughs> Spoiler. So, so then we're searching, we're searching all this other stuff, and oh, I was just, I, I really liked it, and it was interesting. Like when you, you can fi- obviously finish the game without having seen. We should actually go into it a wee bit more. So mm-hmm. you basically start in front of a computer screen, and you are trying to uncover a sort of undercover FBI operation. And so you type in keywords which bring up videos that contain those keywords and you can then watch those videos. But what you're watching with the videos is one half of a conversation. So, so it's, it's like almost... a, a webcam pointed at one character yeah, and it's, it's you're obviously... only seeing that part. You don't see what the other person says. So you then got to try and find yeah, the e- matching one. <laughs> each video is one half of a FaceTime, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So... Sometimes you're trying to find, right, we need to find the other half of that conversation because very much like my experience with cyberpunk, you've got one person talking and then stopping (laughs) and nodding. Yep, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they talk again as if, so you're trying to find the other half of that conversation to sort of fill out the story. Um, But you can complete the game without having watched all the videos. So it was very interesting that when we did finish the game, we sort of thought we knew all of the story mm-hmm. but then the next day as i am prone to do i went back to mop up the trophies for the platinum which so from to do that i looked up a guide which gave me the remainder of the words that we hadn't searched to type in because you had to watch every video and i was surprised at the amount of videos that we hadn't seen mm. because i thought we were quite thorough there was a whole character that we actually hadn't even explored uh-huh. wasn't there yeah um, that that sort of so I would if anyone plays it off the plays this game off the back of us talking about it, uh, even if you aren't inclined for the trophies, I would recommend once you finish the game, sort of looking up a guide to get the words to type in because that will help flesh out maybe some things that you didn't sort of piece together yourself. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a very good game. I really liked it. Um, 
it's usually me that sort of rates things. If you were to give it a score out of ten, what would you say? I'd probably give it an eight. I think. Yeah, it, I think that's fair. I liked it. I would like to see more. Yeah, of, definitely. Of the, the, I thought the acting was really good. It was. I think. I don't know. I feel like I would like to see. It was quite fixed, so all you were able to do was search on a computer. So I would like to. I would like that plus maybe being able to explore like a crime scene or something like almost like a bit like Ellie Noir but currently and mixed with that almost like yeah uh, that would be really cool I, I don't know if this would necessarily make it this would possibly make it too easy or what but I would like the ability to once you found the other half of the video splice them so that you could watch the sort of conversation mm. between the two people at the same time like if you could like almost like a match puzzle game you could match the two videos yeah. and then you could go right i want half the screen to be that conversation half the screen to be that so that you could see the actual yeah. full conversation play out and it's a very minor well is it the one problem that we had with the game was the rewinding do you not remember? But that's only because we couldn't figure it out. But did they? <laughs> there was no need to make it that difficult. I mean, like basically, what would happen is if you searched the word "love," it would display all the videos that had the word "love" in it. So when you brought up a video and you pressed play on that video, it would start the video. Supposing it was a seven-minute video, it would start the video as the character said "love," which could have been five minutes into that video but you think to yourself actually i want to watch all that video in mm -hmm. case it gives me more information for 80 percent of the game we were having to hold down l2 to rewind the video at a fucking slow speed as all slow as the, the guy at the garage borderline <laughs> had to rewind this fucking thing all the way to the beginning and we both sat there going, pressing every button in the bloody controller, going, there must be a way to just... Like, if it's L2 and R2 to rewind and fast forward, would it not make sense that L1 and R1 would be bookend at the front, yeah. bookend at the end? But no. And then through sheer accident, right at the end, you figured out... What was it? I as can't soon even as, it was now. As yes. soon as you start the video... You, like, double-pressed almost L2, I think it was? Like... Yeah, you double Tap, I think it was double tap L2 the split second that you start the video. Oh, if you were too slow, you missed yeah. it. Yeah. If you did it during the video, it didn't work. No. You had to do it right as you started the video. What the fuck? <laughs> How hard is it? That it just like I say, eight out of ten definitely great. Like on our website, that would be great, mm -hmm. and I would say it's a great game. But how does that get through? Like. <laughs> baffling absolutely baffling but no it was really good and we actually there was a they did make a game before telling lies and i cannot quite remember the name of it now but we have it downloaded on pc and it's a sort of her it's called her story and i'm not totally sure of the the sort of story of it but it's obviously her story and we will I think we should try and play through that in the next week or two because I've heard great things about it. It obviously spawned this second game, so I think we should go back and play that as well. Yeah, sounds good. Hello. 
As I mentioned at the start of the episode, gaming can be an expensive hobby between keeping up to date with the newest consoles and latest releases. So each week I plan to dig out some bargains, some price drops that hopefully you, our listeners, might be interested in. Prices noted are obviously valid at the time of recording, but if you head to our website, vdzemedia.net, and hit the shop button, you'll find all the relevant links and latest deals. And we will also post on Twitter... Um, any anything new noteworthy that comes out so make sure you are following us at Pure Dead Gaming at this point in the Playstation 4 life cycle you can get the vast majority of biggest games on the platform for a fairly decent price the January sale that they've had on has just ended and they've launched a new sale just on Tuesday and there's some new noteworthy releases there so first up Rise of the Tomb Raider it's down to 4 99 and the game includes the new Blood Tie single player content, the PSVR support, and Lara's Nightmare Zombie Combat Mode. Yeah, it's a really good price. It's the middle game in the trilogy. There was the, I suppose they called it Tomb Raider. It was the, on PlayStation 4, it's the definitive edition. And then there was Rise of the Tomb Raider and then the 2018 Shadow of the Tomb Raider. If you're on PlayStation, I assume you'll have PlayStation Plus, in which case you will have had Shadow of the Tomb Raider free last month. So if you haven't played the middle game before it, the sort of lead-in to Shadow of the Tomb Raider, four ninety nine is a great price to pick it up for. Definitely. Another game that was on PS Plus a bit a month ago, I think, as well as Erica, it's dropped to four four forty nine. You enjoyed this game, didn't you? I loved it. I actually platinumed the game on the UK and US accounts. Uh, well, so the US and UK versions on my account. Uh, I really liked it. It's my favourite FMV game to date. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, like I say, it was, I think it was actually, it might have been the same month as Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, that it was on PlayStation Plus, so I guess the vast majority of people probably have it already, but if you don't, if you don't subscribe to PS Plus, then you certainly can't go wrong at that price. It's a great story. Definitely. The runtime's a bit short, but there's definitely plenty of replayability. Yep, very much so. Especially if you're a trophy hunter, because you have to get all the endings, and I believe there's... I think it takes six playthroughs. Mm -hmm. There's a full review and Let's Play available over on vdzemedia.net if you're interested. Another game, a telltale game that I know that you enjoy, Craig, is The Wolf Among Us. It's down to 3.89. I mean, if you haven't played this, you have to pick it up. (laughs) Uh, It's funny, actually, when we were talking about Tales of the Borderlands earlier, I stopped short of saying that it was one of my favourite because that was the game that jumped into my head. I didn't even know Fables was a thing until I played this game. Uh, you haven't played this one, have you? No, no? I haven't. It's basically set in the sort of land of fairy tales. So you have Snow White and everyone, all the sort of Disney fairy tale characters are in it, but in the real world, so they've got like drug problems and stuff like that. And it's it's a really hard hitting story. Mm. Like an interesting I, take. Certainly oh, one. definitely, yeah. Um, I always the thing I sort of go to when I talk about this game is you've got the guy you play at as as is Bigby. He's the big bad wolf, and he's a detective. And so the first time you go back to your house, there's a pig who's just let himself in, and he is an actual still a pig, even though the big bad wolf is a human. And you go in, and this pig's just let himself in, 
and your character Bigby is raging that he's there and every time you get annoyed you just hear the pig start to say aye but remember that time you burned down my house so you kind of owe me do you not think because you were a bit of a dick when you when you burnt down my house so I mean all I'm asking for is a bed for the night and and you owe me that because you burnt down my house so it was it was really good I would at that price it's a steal an absolute must I would say Definitely. So if you own a PSVR, another game to pick up is Astrobot Rescue Mission. It's yes. got 63% off, so it's down to twelve ninety four, which is a really good price. Yep, absolutely. Even if it's not on sale, buy it. Buy it twice. Buy it on buy it, make another account, buy it again, because it's one of the best. Yeah. It would be to me it would be between that and Blood and Truth for the best PSVR experiences. It's brilliant what a platformer mm. it's I, I think i said in my review i gave it 10 out of 10 when we did review it i it was the same feeling i got the first time i played mario 64 <laughs> which was the first time i played a 3d platformer it's that much of a jump mm-hmm. it's incredible what a game it, obviously when the playstation 5 launched uh, late last year everyone sort of fell in love with the wee astrobot character and I mean, Astro's Playroom is a phenomenal pack-in game, but if you played that and you think that that's the peak of the sort of franchise, it's not. Astrobot Rescue Mission is amazing. And you, I mean, if you don't have a PSVR headset, buy that, then buy this in the sale, because it's that good. Okay, so as I mentioned, we will drop some links on our website, so please do check that out. I'll probably actually even put the full list of, of this sale Um online for you as well yep that would be good so we'll finish up with some listener mail that's been sent into us so brandon on twitter wrote into us said hi jessica and craig what are your thoughts on achievements and trophies do you care about them and do you think they enhance games i do care about them at first it's funny at first when they first I never cared about achievements at first and then trophies sort of came onto the scene and it was a blatant rip-off of achievements and when they first came out I didn't care about them either but at the time my friend Terry lived with me and he decided he started to care about them because someone at his work was winding him up about it and so me and him had like a sort of challenge about who could get the most trophies or something. I can't quite remember the, the, the scenario, but who could get the most trophies. And I just sort of dived into it through that. It was just like a bit of friendly rivalry. And after we did that, I think I did win, by the way, Terry, if you're listening. <laughs> but um, after that sort of finished, Terry just didn't give a fuck anymore. But I was I was too far in at that point. And... <laughs> So ever since then, I have cared about trophies. I think, I think they can enhance and take away from games. There's so many games that I have played that I have had more out of because I've been going for the platinum. And there's certain games where I, I always think Dishonored is a really good example because I love to play that game in stealth. That's the only way I want to play. But to get the platinum, you have to do certain different combat-related trophies. And that's an area of that game I would have never seen. Mm. I wouldn't have touched, but I needed to for a trophy and I ended up enjoying it. So from that point of view, I think it can enhance games. But then there's also 
instances where really? it can ruin yeah. your enjoyment of I a game. I think sometimes there's like co-op missions and things ah, like that. Like, that and... I, I, see, just when we're talking about Tomb Raider, a prime example is the first Tomb Raider game. That's Tomb Raider's a single-player game, but mm. in the original... I said the original Tomb Raider, not 96, but the original of the tr- recent trilogy, they shoehorned in an online mode that nobody gave a fuck about. No one cared. See, trying to get a match in it, you couldn't find anyone else to mm. play. And if you wanted that platinum, it required at least 50 hours worth of online play. And I tried to suffer through it. And I did for about 15 hours before it broke me. And I went, ah, fuck this. Mm. Fuck this. And when they that was in the PlayStation 3. And then when they brought out the PlayStation 4 Definitive Edition, I thought, they'll have had feedback and ditched that. No, still there. <laughs> Raging. So it, it certainly can take away from games. But I think overall, it's a plus. I, th- I think overall, it's, it's been good for gaming. I would love to see Nintendo implement something. Like, I mean, we're all kind of in this family still hooked on Animal Crossing, and I would like to try and be... I think that would give another layer to Animal yeah. Crossing if you had to reach certain goals. Mm. So, I mean, everyone's been waiting for years for Nintendo to implement something like this, but it's almost like if you keep asking them, they won't do it because they're Nintendo. Whereas if everyone just shuts up about it, they'll probably just release an update without anyone without ever letting anyone know they're doing it. So... Hopefully at some point. Yeah, maybe. So another question is, how do you see this generation panning out in terms of sales between PlayStation and Xbox? Who's this from? It's Fiona that was that's wrote into it. Fiona, okay. Um, it's an interesting question. Uh, I have said for a few years now, and it's, it's sort of common opinion now, I suppose, that Xbox, don't, well, Microsoft... I don't think they care as much about console sales as Sony do. I think they are they just want people on the Xbox platform. And I think certainly early in the generation, I think you're going to have a very similar sort of trajectory as it worked out last gen. Like we don't have sales numbers so far, but from what we can gather, PlayStation 5 has sold better than Xbox. Now, partly that will be through availability. It's not as if, I mean, I've not heard of any X. I think you can get an Xbox Series S at the moment without too much difficulty, yeah, but, but certainly the Series X, like you're, nobody's just going online and finding one of those. Mm. And the PlayStation 5 is like gold dust. So I, I think PlayStation will continue to remain on top at the moment and part of that is because they have more exclusives obviously they had some exclusives at launch and they'll have more exclusives in the early part of the generation but with the acquisitions that Microsoft have made and continue to make I do think they will gain ground and I also think that they'll move into the sort of Xbox as an app like, I wouldn't be surprised if before the PlayStation 5 generation ends that you get an Xbox app on a PlayStation 5, similar to EA, I was going to say EA Access, but EA Play, um, where it would be a subscription service. I, I can see something like that happening because I think Microsoft are more prepared for what's coming down the line. They're, they're preparing themselves more for a sort of digital future 
and I think you'll get Xbox apps on TVs where you can Bluetooth a controller and you can play the latest Xbox games mm. through a subscription. Mm. They've already done this with PC. Like You do not need to own an Xbox now. Every single Xbox exclusive is on PC day one. Mm. Now, Sony wouldn't do that because they want the console sales, whereas Microsoft seem to have a different different goals in that way so i think early on in the generation it'll play out very similar to how it did but i don't think that's a bad thing for xbox okay and lastly from john hi john why a year into this pandemic can Domino's still not source a supplier of cheesy dough balls it's a hey <laughs> you're, you're laughing at his question but he's not wrong it's it's a question i've pondered in this household many times like yeah we're in the middle of a pandemic but it's not like we've ran out of cheese and you can get dough like dominoes need to put uh, dominoes if you're listening pull your fucking finger out because those cheese dough balls are amazing they are good to be fair yeah so how long have they not been around since the pandemic started really aye as soon as the pandemic started they started their shite about a reduced menu fair enough okay like, I was cool with KFC not doing salad and stuff like that. That was grand. <laughs> like, fuck your salad. But cheese dough balls. Yeah. Like, see, between that and not being able to get a crush them at KFC, like, this is interfering with my life at this point. And John's completely right. We need cheese dough balls back in our life. And I would like to put out to the audience, because I don't know, this might just be a thing that's localised to us. Maybe it is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe in, I don't know, the back arse of nowhere in Wales or something like that, you can get cheese dough balls. And if you can, send me a postcode and I'll make my way and grab a few because it's been a year and I'm getting desperate. Yeah, do tweet us at Pure Dead Gaming if cheese dough balls are supplied in your area. Domino's cheese dough balls. <laughs> Has to be Domino's. So on that cheesy note, let's wrap things up for this episode. Thanks for sticking out to the end if you have and we hope that you have enjoyed listening. Next week's episode will be available next Thursday following the release of the release of Hitman 3, so expect us to feature that heavily. Yeah, you've all been clearly raging how much I went on about Cyberpunk 2077, but I've got good news for you. <laughs> I will now replace that conversation with Hitman 3 for the foreseeable future. Oh, yay. So do make sure you download if you'd like to hear more about it and if you're lucky enough to get your hands on a copy of Hitman 3, do tweet us your first impressions at Pure Dead Gaming and we'll discuss on the podcast. Also, please remember that you can read the latest game reviews, news and get all the links we've discussed over at vdzemedia.net. Yep. Over and out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.